Hello, wonderful people of the internet. Welcome back to the future of here at Nordic Fintech Magazine. Today, we're going to be talking about the future of payments, perhaps the most disruptive trend that is likely to impact you as a consumer. So stay tuned. Now, there is a ton of transformation taking place across the value chain in financial services, but payments is perhaps the most visible trend for most banking consumers like you and me. Now, payments has always been considered a low-hanging fruit ripe for disruption. And in fact, many fintechs and technology companies have made their challenger moves into the industry through payments, using it as a landing pad from where to expand into other areas of finance. Consider Apple Pay, Amazon Pay, and Google Pay, all systems developed by tech giants to get into the payments game. But examples can be as old as PayPal, which launched back in 1998 as an electronic alternative to traditional paper payment methods, such as checks and money orders. Since then, the industry has made gigantic leaps forwards in terms of ease and convenience. In this episode, we're going to paint a picture of what payments may look like in 2025 and beyond. So strap on, it's going to get exciting. Now, the first thing that we have to recognize is that there is a very clear trend. And the trend is an accelerated uptake of cashless payments. In the West, this has been led by credit card and debit card payments. But in Sub-Saharan Africa, where less than 5% of consumers have credit cards, or in Asia, where card penetration is below 10% in markets like Thailand, Indonesia, India, Vietnam, and the Philippines, the trend is down to the real disruptor, mobile payments. Now, saying that payments will be digital is old news. The acceleration to the, uh, towards digital payments, especially during the last year, has been very noticeable. And it's no surprise to anyone to say that digital payments, either online or through devices like phones and wearables, will become the norm. The projections for, uh, for the uptake of digital payments into 2025 that we've reviewed for this episode vary slightly between sources, but they all coincide in that they are all exponential. Admittedly, 2020 shows an inflection on the trend, which is clearly the result of the pandemic. But further projections show that the trend will continue its exponential trajectory. In fact, the pandemic caused a spike in online transactions, which propelled a number of payment startups into meteoric rise in valuation. Payment companies like Stripe and Plaid in the US nearly tripled in valuation in the past year. And UK company Wise more than doubled its value over the past 12 months. So it seems fair to say that consumers may look forward to a future where they will enjoy a little bit of extra space in their pockets as physical wallets will become obsolete. But why have digital payments and specifically mobile payments taken off? Well, the first reason is obviously convenience. Mobile payments have removed an awful lot of friction from the payment process. If you want to pay with cash, you need to reach into your pocket, find the cash, count it, hand it over, wait for the recipient to count and verify it, wait for your change, confirm that you have the right change and put it back into your pocket. That's eight steps that have been replaced with only three. Take your phone out, scan or touch, and put the phone away. But there is a more subtle accelerant to the uptake of mobile payments because you see, mobile payments don't only remove friction, they also get rid of pain. Researchers from the Frankfurt School of Finance and Management in Germany showed that consumers experience a type of negative emotion known as the pain of paying. And this happens whenever they pay for anything they buy. What these researchers found is that the multifunctionality of mobile devices like phones and wearables enables payments to become invisible. This means that the payment can be nicely tucked away in the background, out of view, in a place where it will not elicit any feelings of pain from the transaction. 
put it simply, the more a purchase hurts, the less willing we are to make that purchase. And it is therefore no surprise that some of the largest payment companies are heavily investing in technology that can make payments invisible and painless. Alongside the removal of friction and pain from the payment process, a number of trends are developing both on the front end, which is the part of the process that we experience when we pay, and the back end, which is where all the magic that makes money travel from our accounts to the merchant's account takes place. For the purpose of today's episode, we will focus exclusively on the trends that are transforming the front end of the payment experience. But stay tuned as next week we will release a part 2 episode where we will discuss the trends that are completely revolutionizing the back end of the payment process. And we're talking here extremely disruptive trends so you don't want to miss it. The first trend that we're going to talk about today is payments everywhere or embedded payments. Embedded payments refers to the ability to make payments an integral part and often invisible part of the customer journey when we're buying a product or a service. It is often the first step in a larger trend that is sweeping through financial services known as embedded finance. Embedded finance is a huge subject and we will cover it extensively in a future episode. But for now, let's focus on how this is already impacting payments. The whole idea behind embedded payments is that it makes very little sense to get a consumer to repeat a payment protocol that triangulates their banking into a transaction, especially when making online or mobile purchases. Instead, by embedding the payment process into the purchasing process, the whole thing becomes way more seamless. So, through embedded payments, customers need to complete a one-time only payment process which links their bank account to the merchants and that's it. The customer is now free to transact with that company without friction and often without even realizing that a payment has taken place. We already have plenty of examples of this. Think of companies like Uber or Lyft, which once you, your account is linked to their app, the payment for your ride will happen automatically and invisibly without you having to do anything at all. Starbucks is another company that enables customers to order and pay for drinks and pastries from their phone just by confirming the purchase through a quick face scan. And the most extreme example of embedded and invisible payments perhaps comes in the shape of Amazon Go, the Amazon convenience stores that have been popping all over the US since 2018. Amazon Go uses a technology called Just Walk Out, which enables customers to just pick things out from the shelf and walk out of the store. A very clever system of sensors and cameras tracks exactly what the customer has taken from the shelf and the Amazon Go app makes an automated and invisible payment as soon as the customer leaves the store. Similar offerings are starting to pop up in Denmark via the Scan and Go app market chain Netto. The Scan and Go app enables customers to self-scan their purchases, back them as they go along, and then simply self-check out when they're done. The payment is performed via the smartphone, which authenticates the payment through either a passcode, the fingerprint, or a face scan, and then the app generates a QR code that allows you to leave the store without having to check out and without the need of emptying your trolley, scanning every item, and then bagging your purchases. Now, a less prevalent trend that is fastly gaining popularity is the use of embedded payments in smart cars, many of which have now integrated payment systems that allow drivers to pay for gas, for parking, or for road tax without touching anything. This requires that the car is able to connect to the internet. But with the rise of the Internet of Things and the availability of 5G networks, automatic self-executing payments between devices and the companies that we choose to transact with will become an everyday thing as the decade advances. Now, the second trend we're going to talk about today is that of embedded lending. 
Embedded lending is another one of these steps in the larger, larger embedded finance trend. The reason we are discussing it within the context of this episode is that certain applications of embedded lending are impacting the way in which people pay for products and services at the point of sale. Now, in the past, if you wanted to defer payments for, say, a large item like a new fridge or a new TV, you could seek special 0% interest offers from stores or credit card providers that from time to time would be uh, made available to shoppers. You could also apply for an unsecured personal loan, but the complexity and the length of the process was rarely worth the hassle. Now, embedded lending and specifically buy now, pay later gives you access to an immediate loan for deferred payments right at the point of sale and with as little effort as using the app to check out and pay for your goods. A very Nordic example comes from Swedish buy now, pay later company Klarna, which lets a customer split purchases into several smaller monthly payments or to postpone the whole thing by 30 days. These type of solutions, especially when embedded at the point of sale, are extremely low friction and of course very convenient. Klarna has gained notoriety not only for its smooth payments campaign involving rap superstar and gangster bad boy Snoop Dogg, but also because of this really extensive network of more than 300,000 affiliated merchants in 17 countries who now offer point of sale buy now pay later through Klarna. Visa is another company that is working on a number of projects that allow card issuing banks to offer installment style options directly at the point of sale. Now, given Visa's enormous global network, if executed well, this strategy could represent a serious threat to fintech startups and scale-ups that are trying to establish themselves in the point of sale embedded lending space. PayPal is another company that has had a line of credit product for some time, but it has now also expanded into the paying for category, which allows customers to pay in four installments. There is still a lot of clarity around how buy now pay later providers would be regulated. Critics say that by making ex the extension of credit so frictionless right at the zero moment of truth, which is the point in which the customer makes the decision to buy or not to buy, customers may be incentivized to take up financial commitments that they are unable to keep. While most buy, buy now pay later offers charge 0% interest during the agreed financing period, part of their business model is built around the knowledge that a predictable proportion of customers will not be able to pay fully at the end of the term and will therefore end up having to pay interest which can go as high as 19% APR. An additional concern has been identified by millennials and Gen Z customers in the British market, some of whom have been denied mortgages simply for being regular users of buy now, pay later. According to Refinery29, a 26-year-old publishing employee with a £32,000 a year salary was declined a mortgage by both HSBC and Barclays, citing that her use of Klarna had reflected negatively on her affordability assessment. Clearly, there are a number of things that we need to figure out as these new types of payment options become more widely available. From regulation protecting consumers from the honey trap of 0% interest buy now pay later offers, to the way in which these services may impact consumer credit scores. Now, in spite of all the innovation, payment revenues are dwindling. And this is partly because the influx of new challengers and competitors has triggered a race to the bottom when it comes to payment fees. But what skeptics miss about the payments business model is that the key asset in all of this is data. Payments generate roughly 90% of the bank's useful customer data. And this includes information about who is buying what, when, and how much of it. Payment companies with strong AI and data analytic capabilities will be able to monetize the data. One way to do this will be by developing models that understand customer decision-making patterns with a very fine degree of predictability. Now, the more interesting application, however, will be when these advanced data models are used to prescribe a customer's next purchasing decision, and this can be done with a very high probability. 
How payment companies and banks will monetize these prescriptive superpowers is a topic for another podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, please make sure that you subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment if you've enjoyed this episode. You can also find more transformational thought leadership on our website at nordicfintechmagazine.com. See you soon in another episode of The Future Of.